0: Hello, Mr. Spears, our resident Twitter jailbird.
1: <laughs> Hello, Charles Simon throwing shade from South Florida. How was uh, How was your Father's Day? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do a damn thing. I did so, absolutely nothing.
0: And, and like yeah. on your day that that is, is supposed to be your prerogative.
1: That's correct.
0: I didn't do a damn thing either. I just watched uh, basketball all day and some little bit of golf, just to uh, kind of balance things out, and you know, ate and
1: hung yeah. out. Yeah, I I watched uh, racing and and basketball. You know,
0: I um I scanned the entries on Sunday. And To be fair, I didn't play.
1: I was just watching.
0: Didn't didn't see anything that was particularly (laughs) interesting. Nah, probably a good thing. You know, sometimes I admit that I'll I'll play because I'm bored, not because I like a race, but because I'm like, hey, well, you know, this horse is all right in here, and well, let me look at the sequence, and next thing you know, action bets
1: blown. Action betting. 100% One hundred percent action bets
0: <laughs> and, and they almost never
1: hit <laughs> by the way <laughs> I wish they I wish they did, but um... do my best work on the fly like that though, and it's usually during the week, never on the you know, weekend usually usually like on a Wednesday or a Thursday, typically that I'll hit something nice that I wasn't even planning on playing. You know, there's so many different ways of looking
0: at it. I mean, people have their different, um I mean, just the, the, <clears throat> the past performance data that people use these days is so much uh, more varied than it used to be. And, you know, we used to have, um I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we essentially only had the DRF, right? Like, yeah. Well, you know, we yeah. had the DRF and, Times they were out for a little while. And then you know, right, the Racing Times were which was actually a um but would actually be a great show if you could get a bunch of the people that were involved in that.
1: Oh man, yeah.
0: Because it, it really wasn't around very long, but it, it did do a lot a lot of the things that the Racing Times incorporated in their PPs are things that we take for granted now. Um when you look at the old PPs, you're pretty much um shocked at the lack of data that, that existed but um I'll be honest it's still more than what you get
1: in, in England
0: or, yeah. or Alaska. I don't know how they,
1: they they must have to rely on a lot of video or just you know knowledge of of seeing horses and you know just memory recall. Yeah. It seems like, I
0: mean, I know a lot of people played it and the, and the handle was was pretty decent, that whirlpool where you had all the different countries betting into it, um, which, of course, there was the controversy over the DQ because, uh, obviously, in England, you almost literally have to... like Knock a horse over. Like, like, like knock a horse cold in yes. order to get qualified. <laughs> uh, and the, the, the race that Wesley Ward did win, his horse got hurt at about 37 paths. And, and, you know, it was interesting looking at like the racing posts and some of the English, um, and European racing sites. I think it was about 50, 50 as to people thought the horse should come down or didn't think the horse should come down. So to consider that in the United States where, um, you know, we, we have so many difficulties with stewards decisions and there's such inconsistency, um, that one would have been like a 95%er, right? A
1: 90%er. So it was the and other one that they didn't take down? Over the there, horse. yeah. Right. Where the horse was, you know, clearly. Was it the day before or even that card? I, I think, think it was the
0: day, day before. before. Yeah. And the horse clearly fouled the other horse. And uh, I mean, it actually caused them to, to almost clip heels. And yet, you know, the rules of, well, uh, he was going to win anyway. So. Listen, I I I always say Pat Cummings and I one time had about a a, a mega discussion via text or tweets or whatever it was I can't remember the the social media medium that we used but it was a long conversation and and I I said Pat philosophically I, I agree I said but the problem is that employing those rules here with the aggression that these guys ride with already (laughs) and the fact that for the most part, uh, the weekends are really where only the important races are being run nowadays. Um, If these guys are going to get three day suspensions for like literally zigzagging down the stretch, they're going to do it. They're going to do it because some, in, in some jurisdictions, the purses are so big and the stakes purses are so big that, they're making a majority of their money on, on one or two days of racing anyways as jockeys. So they're going to be ultra-aggressive. And I just think it's 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 going to be difficult. Plus, just the fallout from... Um, I mean, racing, as we've talked about a million times, does a terrible job of educating the fans in a lot of ways. And, and this is one thing that people from the outside don't even realize. A lot of the people inside racing don't know what the rules are either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like everyone inside knows the rules. A lot of people, I, I've heard people quote rules that don't exist. I've I've heard a lot of you know things that that aren't really true, <laughs> kind of spouted out as truth. But um, could you imagine if at Saratoga on a Saturday uh, in, in in a big turf race, I read, went from the one path to the eleven path, and you know, in in the cause of of crunching everybody <laughs> wound up winning by three anyways right and they left the horse up i mean there would be you know people would go nuts All
1: people would be outside of naira just throwing rocks, stones fire everything at.
0: <laughs> i mean it right it, it would be like uh, anarchy that that period of time for the stewards for the jockeys for the fans for the connections for everyone to to get used to those type of rules it it would be difficult here and and, um yeah but funny enough
1: i i I was under the impression like in england it was just like a no takedown policy (laughs) I, i i had really never seen anyone disqualified before it's tough to get disqualified over there (laughs) <laughs> that, that's why it was, uh, you know. I I kind of, you know, turned the channel, you know, and and then I looked on the ADW, and it was like it was still wasn't official. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then I saw it just when they they switched them around, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know they did that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not easy to get taken down and over there, but uh, I mean, and both rules. I, I mean, we've seen. I think, uh, and we talk about this a lot, uh, and everyone talks about this a lot, is that the inconsistency is really what kills people. I, I think going back, like, I don't know, like six weeks ago at Belmont, when it was consecutive days of, of almost the same exact um, kind of issue, and one day it was taken down, and the next day it wasn't taken down. And I, that was just like, in, in a nutshell, like why people, uh, you know, I think I used to be able to predict about 90% of the time when I, when I'd see something and I'd be like, ah, this one's coming down, right? This one's staying up. And now I I would say a lot of times, uh, depending on the track, it's, it's almost a coin flip. Well, that's why the, the, that's probably not a good thing.
1: I think that's why the, the, you know, the plea for, um, explanations makes a lot of sense. You know, if if they're going to, you know, do something like that where you get the same exact situation, take one down, leave one up, at least explain yourself on both. That way you can understand, oh, well, they thought this and this is why on this day. And then, you know, same thing on the other day That that I mean, how hard is it to give an explanation over the PA between races? There's 20 minutes between races. Why not? It doesn't seem that difficult.
0: There's no reason why not to do. It. There's just there's no reason. And as a matter of fact, the rule that was um, violated should be stated.
1: Correct. Is yeah. rule thirty-seven B A dot twenty-two. You know, the NFL
0: was really took the lead in that situation, and you know by putting uh, an ex referee or, or whoever you know is is in charge of explaining, you know, various TV networks. Uh, I mean, they have done a great job in educating people. And instead of just having announcers, a lot of times who don't really you know know the rule book in and out either, they go to an expert and the expert kind of describes what happens. And, and it's funny because even when those guys, it's not like it's a hundred percent either. I mean, those guys, a lot of times will say it's a no brainer when we're kind of like, wow, it, you know, this, this is kind of 50, 50, but it, it just goes to educate the, the consumer. And I think this is the one kind of complaint I've had about, um, you know, this this dumbing down of racing is that I think people want to be educated about things that they're interested in. I think people uh, who are engaged in racing would like to know what the rules are, would like to know the proper application of the rules so that, that they understand it a lot better than they do now i mean if something it's much to um to accept a rule is uh, you know has been broken Uh, like the nba okay if you're in the, the the restricted area underneath the basket and your foot's on the line and you take a charge and the they call it a charge and the call gets reversed because if your foot's on the line it doesn't matter it's on you um Everyone understands that now. Well, I mean, everyone that has half of a brain understands that now. (laughs) But it's it's like, okay, it it looked like a charge, yes, but the the foot was on the line. That's you know, the restricted area, you're not allowed to take charges in that area, so it's not a charge. So you get it, you know, and it's like, well, it's too bad, but that's the that's the rule. You understand the rule. In horse racing, some days a horse can can go um you, you know from the one path to the five path and heard like business and it's okay and then the next day the the two horses brush slightly and and and, and there's a DQ and, and I think that's kind of the thing that, that that makes people kind of crazy but like to your point explaining it and uh pat cummings um has been pretty consistent about showing how it's done in hong kong where when there's some sort of inquiry of some sort or some um there's a steward's report on it and it's made public and and it explains everything from a to z and and there's no
1: reason to do so that we don't have that there's no reason at all the stewards should do that period was it isn't it in australia they they kind of mic up the stewards room um, I don't know. I think so. I, I I pretty sure I saw that happen. One of their bigger days, um, there was there was an inquiry and they basically had a microphone in the steward's room and, and listening to them, you know, look at the replay. I mean anything, anything better than than what we have now. Um, where it's just like, oh well, you know, that happens and then move on. I love the ones that like places like Charlestown or you know, lower level tracks like that or Penn National where they just they'll blink the number, show the replay one time, and then show the the tote board. And then all of a sudden the numbers switch and then it's official and then it's over. And it's like next. And it's like what the hell happened? Right. And I think at Delmar, don't they don't they explain it at Del Mar? I thought they that was the thing they did last year anyway.
0: I don't know. I, I recall Delmar having a couple of egregiously bad calls. Yes. And that's part of the problem too is that there there needs to be oversight of these these, these people. And and it just is yes. um it's just one of those things that's probably never uh, there should be oversight. And when if you come out here and you make bad calls, you you should uh, there's no training. I mean, I know that they have a program, but it's, it's, it's not that difficult to get accredited. And then they have continuing education, but
1: I think it's more of along the lines of... Um, on what? <laughs> How are you continuing education on what? Exactly? I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to be politically correct here. Uh, I don't... I, I think it's like... Um, it's not oversight.
0: It's not oversight. Put it that way. Yeah, And, you know, being a steward, being a racing official these days is a lot more complicated than it was because of uh, the legal issues that that are brought into play a lot. So, um, you know, there's that complication. That really doesn't have that much to do with with what we're talking about. But just in general, there are a lot more issues dealing with having to deal with lawyers and proper
1: processes and things like that. Well, Uh, it's funny you say that because I was thinking that the other day. I, I think I saw a statement um from the chrb out in california and the statement that they were talking about um it sounded like you know they should be lawyers <laughs> and and it, it, the, the thought crossed my mind at the time and i was like wow well you know maybe maybe these people should be lawyers <laughs> on top of being stewards yeah it's uh For for an
0: industry where, where billions of dollars are bet, uh, and there's some really good stewards. Don't get me wrong. There are some really. Oh,
1: stewards. I know what it was. And this is an interesting thing. Maybe we can talk about later. It was, um, I guess the fairs wanted to put in like some fantasy horse racing bet thing in place. Oh,
0: parimutuel.
1: Yeah. Yes, and they didn't need to to basically, they ran it by the CHRB, but they didn't have to. And the statement I saw kind of had something to do on those lines. And I was like, wow, they're dealing with that kind of stuff? Why would they ever deal with that? That's not in their scope. No, I guess because it's paramutual. <clears> that they're trying to, even though it's not about racing. Um, but I mean, uh, the, the steward, I mean, there was one of the stewards gave a gave a statement, like a you yeah, know, that, the, the Cheney guy. Was, yeah, he, and, and I was like, well, what is he doing doing that? Like, no, he, he gave a stupid
0: statement, too. He said, uh, you know, we about we're worried about the cannibalization. Uh, shut up. Shut up, okay? Right, because it, it was just a, was just no, a word. No, probably, <laughs> <You> <laughs> he, he said a whole lot of what words you know and that? didn't
1: say anything. <laughs> That's a terrible steward. Now he's
0: in charge of the CHRB, and then he's, he's talking about that. Like, if the business wants to do it, then let them do it to think Broke. that fantasy football is going
1: to cut into horse racing it's going to you creep <laughs> i you know what, what the no. the first in the first time i ever saw him was in that um i don't that's know if you remember
0: inferior product Let's protect in, protecting inferior <laughs> product
1: you remember uh that that uh reality show jockeys well that was honest, the first time i ever saw I never, that guy i was like what a herb I had my own, and he's reality. still around, huh? I
0: I had my own reality show jockeys <laughs> being married <laughs> to one. <laughs> Believe me, we should have had a camera on that. Ugh. man, that was that was a good show. I like that show.
1: Uh, no, I never watched
0: that. I never watched the betting show either. I watched like a, one episode of the betting show.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. horse players?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Nah, I watched all those. Watch that. I just don't watch those kind of shows
0: period. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not a reality TV type of they just bore me to death and and, and, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's <laughs> all come on, man. You can make an exception. I've never watched Secretariat the movie. Oh you could skip that. I can't watch those races when they say it's Belmont and it's Evangeline. I mean <laughs> Right just... yeah,
1: I think <laughs> that, was, that was that was too big of a hurdle
0: to cross there, man. I, I just couldn't go for that
1: that was disneyfied but funny enough when i was in the hospital that's the movie i woke up to when i kind of regained consciousness really yep secretariat was on and then uh the next thing on was uh michael jordan documentary what what the what what did i Uh,
0: what did i watch there was it was on the TV the other day where there was a racing scene
1: oh, <laughs> oh boy it was probably uh Beverly Hills Cop 2 no no it was uh, it was an
0: older show like I a TV remember. show yeah yeah and it was from uh i want to say mongoose
1: Jersey Shore. <laughs> no.
0: I hardly watch TV, like regular TV. I just don't really watch that much anymore. Bro. Like like network TV?
1: I mean I'm a channel flipper.
0: Outside of like
1: you know Nobody can watch TV with me because like I flip like I just
0: don't, you know, I just don't watch I don't even know what the shows are
1: I'm a channel flipper, man. Nobody can watch TV with me. If I have control of the remote, it's over. I'm 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 watching about seven things at once. So once the commercial comes on, it goes to another thing. That commercial it goes to another one. Got them in a holster. Ready to go. And then usually TVG is picture in picture. So I'll flip, you know, between that, you know, when the races come up. It's all planned out. This this is premeditated. Yeah. Every Saturday, bro. It's, it's, that's, that's what I'm doing. I watch more races on my phone or my iPad than anything. Sometimes I get overruled. Well, you have. Bosses. I, get, I get pressure from from the other, my roommates. <laughs> yeah, you
0: have a, a hierarchy to deal with there.
1: Right. So I get ousted, but then I go right to the phone, and I'm, you know, I got I got the the spectrum app on the phone, and then the ADWs, and I can see whatever it is I need. It's always a plan B, bro. Always.
0: You always have to have a, a backup plan. No matter what you're dealing with. Speaking of dealing with a back, Uh oh. This
2: week. And?
1: It's called the Hoosier Derby. Hoosier
0: Derby. It was interesting to see uh, your horse, the hosier for new management. Mr. Brissett is now the, um, the caretaker of that fine animal. And uh,
1: I don't think he has any prayer. <laughs> what? Again. He's going to get a good trip. Whether he wins or not is another story, but he, he's going to get the trip he wants. I know that
0: no chance my friend the horse i've been waiting for i say that like it was some mystery mass Just... parade returns in that race
1: yeah well yeah he he was basically my my salvage my whole kentucky derby day he was this is a tough spot man listen it's, it's the happy saver the second isn't
0: there name is promise keeper yeah he's uh he's been
1: in quite a bit quite a terror outside of his would never i'm gonna go out and say as as much as i love mass parade that horse will never get my money in a race like that from the outside post not happening post 11 last time yeah but he was going one turn no two turns was it two no, turns miles, yep mile 16 oh, that's right
0: That's why his his sheet number is probably going to be gigantic. Off the charts. He just kind of hung out there though. He didn't really. Miguel Mena made zero attempt to save rounds on either turn. I mean, I think he was three wide, four wide. Yeah, just
1: like blew him away though. (laughs) Obliterated. Yeah, I can't. I can't bet eleven
0: and four the last eighth of a mile. Eleven and four going a mile and an eighth. You know, after being wide,
1: I mean that that's just that's that's uh, saying something. But I can't. I just can't. Because I know he's, he's going to be less than his 8-1. One. One. He's going to be bet down. If he's 8-1, to one, then I'll have to re rethink my position. Well, my position. Fury
0: will, will be taking money off of his Lexington victory and subsequent scratch in the Kentucky Derby. So, um... I don't like him either. Ken McPeak will be putting videos all over the place, so people will be betting that one. Um...
1: And the rest of the field looks a little bit suspect. keep me in mind is in there right the Reds
0: are is in there, but it's in Cleveland. it's not in it's not in you know I would Dang. like the Reds more if it was uh, at Belterra right across the river there <clears throat> It's an interesting race I mean, it's funny though I we always gets a big field always gets a big field i mean it's a half million dollars.
1: But... <clears throat> I mean, we see a yeah, lot of was it, the West Virginia Derby? That one also gets a pretty decent field every year, too.
2: Yeah, yeah that, that, that one's been like 750.
0: They bring the noise for those races, man. Um, oh. but uh, like this last weekend, it was kind of slow. Uh, the, the Philly, the pregnant Philly beat the uh, One of the Belmont race. uh,
1: Uh, The uh, poker. The poker. Well, didn't I say? I think I said last week that I would not. You would beat? You wanted to beat? I wanted to beat. And I did. And I did. And he finished second just where I needed him. Made a nice little score there. And then. Honestly,
0: I I think if Raging Bull had had come around and not had gotten. Stopped a little bit on the rail. I think he might have been able to get there.
1: Yeah, but that's that's the life of a closer on the turf, man. No, that that is true. That is very true. A lot of seconds.
0: I wonder how many more races they're gonna they're gonna race that filly. I mean, she's in fault into mischief. So,
1: <laughs> I know that,
0: that. it's got to be a couple months now, right? I mean, it's June. She has probably bred in, in her, you know, February, March. So, it's do It's a good question. I never, I never had a marriage that was in full. When I worked for Jerkins, we had a Philly, um, a, a great lady of... What was her name? Huh. Great Philly. She was in full. And... Uh, we, we had her. We kept her until, I think, before we went to Saratoga, which back then was end of July. And I think that's when she went back to the farm. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, even if that's, that's her last, you know, could be her last big score because she hadn't been in form in a long time.
1: No. She, she, was off. she got
0: hurt. So, uh,
1: it was nice to see Mr. Drysdale get get a win. Yeah stats in New Yorker. Or...
0: Kind of falling oh, apart. Yeah,
1: doesn't doesn't get the horses he used to get,
0: and uh, it's, it's hard to win. It's hard to win with inferior horses, no matter how good of a of a of a trainer you are. It just it it's hard to win, and I know it looks easy when the big guys win all these races all the time. And believe me, it's they're doing. They would do. They had decent horses, but one um, um, yeah, of the big names of Neil Drysdale, they wouldn't be winning with And that's not to say Neil Drysdale would wouldn't like you know, stroke out after having to train two hundred horses one day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he might not be in his uh in his in his wheelhouse anymore. But it, it's it's. You know, people get this misconception because they see the same eight, nine, nine, ten names winning all the time, and those guys run great programs. And there's no not criticizing them, but it's just a basketball coach. Greg Popovich does not forget how to coach basketball, but his teams just aren't have the players <laughs> because he doesn't have the players. You know, and it's it's a simple concept, but sometimes it gets a little and it's the same for jockeys Um, maybe a little less for jockeys because there is physical skill involved Um, so uh, you know uh, a jockey with with a little bit more physical skill with a little bit more um, quick being able to think quick on their feet they might be able to do a little bit better if, if they rode the same horses as someone else but Still, jockeys that are riding fifteen to one shots all the time are not going to win very many races. Um, and yeah, you know the contrary thought is, hey, well, you know if they were good, they wouldn't be riding fifteen to one shots. But you see guys all the time go from the big circuits to the small circuits, and they go from a, a track where they're winning seven percent, and then they go to a, a and then they're winning, uh, you know, leading rider because they're just it's opportunity. Gutierrez is a, a perfect example. you know he's a good rider and when he was riding in New York full time he, he wasn't really doing that well and now well Joe Santos has got him literally every track in the country, but uh, late <laughs> driver Joe. but uh, you know he's, Santos he's, Inc he's at the the B level tracks and hes and he's doing great
2: and you
0: know it, it's all it, there's a context to everything in the sport that's for sure. That's for sure. So, um, I mean, it's it's kind of slim pickings here till uh, (laughs) till the end of
1: July. (laughs) Yeah, till uh, well, uh, next well, this weekend coming up, right? There's there's a yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of stakes.
0: There and shows up in the fleur-de-lis. Oh, shit, we lost him. Fuck me. Everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. My name is Charles Simon. I am your host, and my co-host, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, this week, we we look back at last week's uh, doings in racing, including Royal Ascot. Uh, the official bids are in for Arlington. Unfortunately, uh, the Bears seem interested—Chicago Bears, that is. Uh, we talk about this week's weekends previews uh Stephen Foster day and uh, some of the supporting under card stakes there. We talk about a, a bunch of issues and including kind of some ideas of uh, how, how racing might be covered differently. Um, kind of, you know, throw some things out there uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, this is actually a two part show. So, The first part uh, is coming up momentarily. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the sniper, Mr. Barry Spears. Well, we had technical difficulties, but uh, Mr. Spears is back on the line. Yes, sir. We mentioned Latrushka, and she uh, hates us. we, 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 We
1: lose connection right she, she was listening
0: kind of kind of an interesting move i mean after the race at belmont the fifth she the trainer seemed to be kind of saying that um he was going to you know
1: race her lightly right give her a break kind of right up until but, the break oh, that was that yeah, yeah.
0: it, it seemed like he was going to start her like one more time something <clears> like <throat> that which was kind of disappointing but um but uh he did decide that he's going to uh, to race her at Churchill um you know this weekend which uh you know certainly makes the Stephen Foster card which is the this weekend um lovely a little, a little more interesting at least maybe maybe not as interesting from a wagering standpoint um because I would consider her a, a pretty big favorite in that race yeah. Um, well, I hope they bet Maxfield. It, it's yeah. not a. It's not a bad field. I mean, don't don't get me wrong at all. It's it's not a bad field at all. But she just is. Uh, Standing. She looks like, yeah. She looks
1: tough in there. Yeah. Well, I hope they bet Maxfield. We want for, Maxfield uh, to be bet sure. all the way down to like one to nine again. Oh
0: yes, in the, the Stephen Foster.
1: Yeah, yeah, we want that. We want that, uh, so we can bet against. The
0: the early um, the probables are not exactly a strong. Group. Stellar. It's 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 not. I mean, I'm going to call it what it is. Don't it's say not it. a race. Oh. It's, it's it's a bad race um and Stephen Foster is going to remain a grade two based upon this field I mean you you have uh, Maxfield who obviously is going to be a prohibitive favorite you have Silver Dust who won the Ben Ali um uh, Keeneland who's you know okay uh, Warriors Charge who got smokestacked in, in Texas last time uh <laughs> American Dubai who also um fourth uh his last start um visant uh bill Mori was second in the alasheba kind of a up the inside
1: clunk up second and uh wait like, that's what what's the name of that horse is it visitant yeah you, oh yeah that, that was, that's the one you liked. yes uh, The one that finished second that made your number he did which because... was great
0: for that day but the horse is just a horse and, and uh third who And, and, you know, a key oh, so it's not exactly. A, uh, um, it's not exactly a who's who.
1: <laughs> and I know you're going to try to be beating
0: Maxfield. Of course. But uh, and, and, you know, he is a good horse. But he, I think and, and I commend his connections for, number one, not giving up on him and, and, and coming back from, from two injuries um, but I think his undefeated status up until his Santa Anita race kind of it was a
1: sham. So well, well,
0: I think it may have promoted his actual ability level a little higher than it, perhaps it is. And you know, he's a, a 2021 type of handicap horse. You know, he's pretty good. Uh, he wins a lot, but um, he's he's just you know. He's racing against a lot of soft competition, therefore he shouldn't win a lot.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I just I just always thought he was a little bit overrated. And I still think he is. Um, you know, like you said, he's, he's good. I mean, there's no doubt about his talent. But the competition he's been facing, then going out in Santa Anita and just throwing in a dud, I'm not sold.
0: Yeah. Um, the wise Dan only has uh, six probables at this point. Yuck. Um, and uh, some like a hot brown would, would seem to be a pretty strong favorite in there against a bunch of horses who are uh, just Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's it's not a great it's not a strong race. The Bashford Manor, which is a two-year-old race, a Grade Three, going six furlongs, um, has six probables, none of which are trained by Wesley Ward. Interesting. Interestingly enough, um, virtually everyone in there is coming off a win, uh, except for Kabad, who was second in the Trima. I think that was a three or four horse field uh, at Belmont that day that the tree but, um, you know, mostly maiden breakers and, you know, kind of a interesting to see who, who moves forward, who steps forward off of that. But it, it's, it's strange. And obviously the entries aren't out yet, but, um, to see a race to great Churchill downs for two year olds and not see, um, Wesley Ward, not see Steve Asmussen have any entries in the race is kind of uh, kind of surprising. Um, the Mother Goose, which is scheduled for Saturday at Belmont, it's a Grade Two, mile and sixteenth. I think the Mother Goose used to be a mile and a quarter. I thought it was, yeah,
2: yeah. And the when Coaching Club, the, the Coaching yeah.
0: Club was a mile and a, a half. Yeah, I think it was, it was the acorn was a mile, then, then uh, the mother goose was a mile and a quarter, and then there was a race, I think it was in the mother goose, and, and my memory is just not quite as good as it used to be. That George Velasquez had been riding for Wayne Lucas and winning all kinds of stakes, and, and I believe he got replaced. He made a change. In, and I I did kind of remember um, someone out there's gotta remember it. I know Jason will remember for sure. And they went in like this cutthroat speed duel like 45 and change. The uh, last was going was was going after uh, Lucas's horse, who was the front runner, maybe uh, life's magic or something, something like that, but I, I really I gotta look that up. but um, and it was in the eighties. Early '80s, so um, YouTube is not really that thorough with going back that far, having the, the, the replays of those races. But um, but the um, <laughs> the the Mother Goose this year looks like a short field. Uh, some you know some good fillies in there, but. Just doesn't look like there's going to be many in there. Um, and like I said, it's the probables and, and who actually enters are two different things. But right now, um, um, Clarier, who was fourth in the Kentucky Oaks for Asmussen, um, Pletcher has got a uh, Shadwell Zajil, who uh, who ran on the turf last time unsuccessfully. Always Karina, who uh, Chad Brown trains just Probably, likely second choice in there. Iligami for uh, for Russell Arnold, who, who won last time out on the but Four probables for that race. So, um, and again, there, there there will probably be more horses entered, but uh, we don't know quite yet. Uh, well honestly one, one, one of the really interesting race mate. that's that's held on um, on Friday.
2: Churchill,
0: uh, which is going to be the
1: 2021 debut of yes, I've been waiting for that one too. That's um,
0: it's actually for a listed race, and I'm not sure why that race lost its grade. Oh, the Aristides lost its grading. Um, the Aristides, which was won by Greg Foley's Bango, but um it's a pretty good race. I mean, uh, there's some, there's some pretty good horses in there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bourbon calling long range.
2: Um,
0: uh, who's okay. Um, Aloha West for the Catman. man. Um, it, it's a pretty good field. Uh, you know, seven ace uh, probably is, is our collective, you know, within his scope for sure. And, Looks like a nice comeback race. I don't know how how cranked up he's going to be, but uh, it'd be nice to see him back in
1: um, back back in the uh, the entries. Yeah, I, I took a long look at that race. I mean, mucho definitely a horse that I can't rely on. I always thought Art Collector would probably better going longer than that. Longer than seven. Um, he's probably better going like a mile and sixteenth, mile and eight tops.
2: Yeah, he probably is, but he probably. But he can
1: handle this field. I mean, yeah, to it's be pretty crazy in here. That that's just, you know, nobody in great great form either. Um, you know, everybody's coming in the race pretty good, but nobody just you know running lights out so. It's a good spot for him no it's it's a it's a good spot
0: and i mean i think that back in the day you saw a lot of trainers bring horses like this back in seven furlong sprints um i remember Turkoman coming back in a in a oh, sprint. yeah but i remember uh easy goer when he came back um as a three-year-old ran in the um The swell at seven ace and uh, unbridled came back. I mean, Carl Nasker used to bring him back in sprint races and they'd win them, (laughs) they would come rolling off the pace and 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 win them. I mean, and turkelman was like a dead closer, just an absolute dead closer, and um,
1: ran like a freight train, (laughs) yeah, and and it would leg them
0: up and, and then they would go on about their business and get you know, go into the two turn races,
1: but um. You know,
0: these days horses are raced so infrequently. the Best horses that a lot of times uh, they're they're not brought back. They're they're trained really hard, uh, and they're put right back in going two turns. Which you know, there's different ways of doing things. It's just uh, I think there was a lot. Trainers had a lot of success in the old days doing it like that, bringing them back in a sprint and and getting a race under their belt, a solid race, and. Then, Of course, you know, like I said, horses race a lot more than two. So uh, nowadays, if you get a, if if a top handicap type horse races every six weeks or two months, that's a lot. Back, and like we're talking about times where horses would race every three weeks, even the best horses. It wouldn't be out of the realm of, of possibility that they would race every other week. John Henry's of the world, at least. (laughs) But that's, you know, that's the world we live in. It's also the world we live in where guys make $30 million and won't shoot the ball. Mr. Sniper? Yes. I was just saying that, um, you know, it's just a different world. And uh, so we live in a, in a world now where no. won't shoot the basketball.
1: Um, I think, I think, too, funny.
0: Uh oh, uh oh, we have a we have some different defi- We're having te- technical difficulties tonight. Okay, I think we're good. Gonna... Sure. What happened here? Oh, you're back.
1: Yep. All yep. right, you're not. Uh... We're not lost. I think there was just two two versions of me, like the Matrix.
0: You're like, yeah, it was like Max Headroom, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you were you were you were you were you were you were... <laughs> <laughs> Remember that guy? I was trying yeah. to explain that that dude to. Uh... My kids uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago, and they're like, "What are you talking about, bro?" Yeah, and i trying to i was trying to explain it to them, and then I had to pull up like an old clip on YouTube, and like, yeah, like yeah, that's weird, Dad. Get out of here. Yeah, he. uh Some of the things, man.
0: <laughs> Some of the things that we used to watch. And mtv it actually had videos videos what, it's what, like, videos? what,
1: what is that? what is that
0: exactly.
1: all they show is reality tv and movies that's it i don't even i don't have not even watched i mean
0: i don't know i don't know when the last time i i,
1: watched. I get a glimpse I, I, I peruse like i said i'm a channel flipper i think you hit every channel I pretty much do. There's, there's not much that gets by me. I don't know if that's good or bad, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep, so... Uh, yeah, uh, Ben Simmons, I'm surprised he hasn't been run out of town yet. Or ha- has he?
0: Uh, Doc today said that they have a program for him. For this <laughs> you know,
1: the shock treatments? Are they going to tase him every time he doesn't shoot? You know what they should do? They should hypnotize him.
0: They should hypnotize him. You can shoot the ball. You can shoot the ball.
1: Man, I wish I was in the in the league with the green light.
0: You know, it's <laughs> just so funny. It's For years and years, everybody complained about players <laughs> shooting too much. Now, this guy won't shoot at all. It's very strange. Um, going back to Ascot, like, it just seems like, you know, You're stabbing in those races. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. There's just no...
0: P.P.s are what they are. Um, And uh, they're so worried about the ground, the ground, the ground. I said, I know if the horse likes the ground doesn't like the ground if they run three times.
1: I've always wondered that because, you know, on, on like, Saturday mornings, um, I tend to watch a little bit of racing. And they do talk about the soft ground a lot in... I don't get it. I know. I I, I understand like you might
0: have a horse that really like prefers one kind of, you know, prefers it firm or prefers it real soft. But it seems like every single horse has some sort of preference there. And it just doesn't seem possible that so many of those horses come over from, from there and have so much success here. It can't just be, oh, these are all horses that needed a firm course. But again, it's, it is what it is. I, I just think it's like, it's kind of interesting to watch. But truthfully, after like two days, I was bored of it. And I actually okay. had hit that quinella. And I uh, like the second day or the first day. And I, I was it. You know, Tired. <laughs> I did. I retired. I, did. I was like, I'm going out ahead in this stupid meat. But yeah, I just don't see how people can get. I mean here over there it's what they do it's their deal you know whatever
1: I don't know I wish there was a, an, an expanded I, wagering menu that that's my only issue with it yeah there's no there's no multi race wagers not I even love no. the
0: Quinella, man those those guys they, the, the queue was buried I mean it was 10 times higher in some some pools than than the exacta
1: uh, and I, I guess you know you have a twenty-four horse field or whatever. <laughs> Maybe you got to spread a little more. Twenty-eight, nineteen, but... exacta.
0: <laughs> I mean, to me, it's kind of a—it's interesting to watch it. It's because it's on in the morning. If it was on at two o'clock in the afternoon, I oh, no, I I'd watch the replays. Uh, to be honest, and it's cool. I mean, it's a great place and looks like a you know fantastic time and. Of course, we'd all love to go there and run a horse there or something like that. But, um, like, just from a wagering standpoint, it's just, it's like throwing
1: darts. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. I tried to handicap, but uh, my venture didn't do so well. And a lot of seconds, seconds and thirds. Like, so you should have played the Omni Swinger, man. Oh, man. That's, that's a jip, man. I did that at Hong Kong one time, and I was like it was like two twenty to one shots, and it paid like fifteen bucks yeah, and i was i was, I was like never again. It's just hard for me to look
0: try to handicap a race and like have no idea who has speed, <laughs> who doesn't have speed and and yet it says you know they do and they don't, but there's so many very, it's hard because so many you know, you know, if they courses, change the tactics and they all their tracks are so much different than, you know, right. like from one track to another track to another track, they're like totally different.
1: Like, literally, the ascot straight is, like, uphill, downhill, uphill, uphill, then it kind of levels off right at the finish. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I guess that, that goes to show, like, the prices for most of the the 6 or 7 days it was um it was a lot of prices except for the last day on saturday it was it was a lot of chalk right mostly chalk but all the other days it was it was one after the other you know 15 to 1s or better yeah yep
0: uh, no doubt uh I see country grammar was moved Windstar moved him from mr bafford to mr pletcher so he'll be uh guess he's pointed to the Suburban or possibility for the Suburban on on July 3rd at Belmont Park. Tough to know how good that horse is. It is very tough to know how good he is because, you know, he he ran well out in that race in California, but I don't really know um, who is any good in that race that he beat. So, uh, you know, he he beat Royal Ship. You can't you know, it's it's just tough to figure. It's it's just very tough to figure. Uh, Country Grammar who was owned by the late Paul Pampa, um, and was kind of a bargain by it. Winstar bought him for hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, that's which which I mean at this point looks like a massive bargain. Um, but yeah, there's probably a reason. But uh, yeah, he is now with Todd Pletcher and uh, it seems like Elliot Walden was very noncommittal <laughs> and asked about, you know, taking horses from Baffert. It was, uh, you know, he, he did admit that, um, you know, the band had something to do with it because if you're uh, only allowed to race in California for the most part, then you just have the, the, uh, the Pacific classic, that's it. And, you know, that's not for a long time yet. So uh, that that's that's a factor. Baffert will probably have his lawyers use that <laughs> fact in in their case against Naira. Uh, I I don't think he, I don't think he sued anybody this week. Did he, did Baffert? Mm, I didn't people? see anything. <laughs> did we went a week without without a Baffert lawsuit. So I mean, uh, he did sue Naira. Yeah, sue us. He can sue us all he wants. Yeah,
1: he... <laughs> <laughs> He'll be what? disappointed with what he gets. All right, I give him a dollar. Yeah, the judgment. i yeah, give him Barry a and
0: Barry and Chuck are going to come out and be hot walkers for you. Ooh, that'd be fun
1: uh, for a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way I feel about Country Grammar is the way I feel about Mystic Guide, which probably doesn't make sense. Mystic Guide? Mystic Guide's a little bit more. I mean... It does, but. I, I'm just not sold. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess yeah. I don't know what else the horse needs to do. I, I know. I, 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 it's, it's the truth.
0: And I mean, Mystic Guide kind of, um, he was on the fringes all last year. Then he ran well in the Jockey Club Gold Cup. And then he tunes up this year down at the fairgrounds. And then he goes over and beats a suspect field in Dubai. And um, yeah, it's great. He's winning. He never runs bad race. He's made quite a bit of money, but again, he's like Maxfield and and how good is he really? uh, It's hard, it's hard to say. It's it's very hard to say. I mean, we,
1: uh, we're usually, I like to bet against,
0: you know, and this is a year and like that, like last year in a lot of ways that. Uh, the division leaders aren't, aren't <laughs> yeah, really
1: separating anybody. No.
0: So, uh, you know, you could look at it from a, the sunny side of that is, Hey, there's going to be a, a wide open um, second half of the year where, you know, any number of horses might be later developing type of horses uh, and, you know, kind of jump up and, and are able to, to win the race
1: some of these big races coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about, you know, that time of year where somebody needs to just step up and rip off a couple of straight races, you know, and, you know, win one, let's say Belmont, and then go to Saratoga, win a couple of races, and then uh, get ready for the Breeders' Cup. On a high note, nobody's really done that. They're kind of like, you know, lukewarm dabbling, you know, sticking their feet in the water type thing. But that's good. I mean, from a betting point of view, that's good because it's it's ripe for you know, some prices in some of these big races which tends to be you know, not the norm anymore. Usually you see in these these big races just straight chalk. You know,
2: that's true. I mean, listen. You,
0: we, you can, can we can name some of the division leaders rather easily. Essential uh, Quality seems to be the leader as uh, for the yeah. 3 year old cults. Malathat seems to be the leader for three-year-old fillies. Um, domestic spending seems to have taken the charge of the turf division. By you know, his Manhattan was was great. He's supposed to run in the the Arlington half a million or the Mister D stakes. <laughs> I guess it's actually 600,000. But uh his next start and that's not till August. Um but he would probably be a prohibitive favorite. I don't know if any Europeans are coming over or not. Um they haven't really flocked over and the fact of the matter is it's $400,000 less than it usually is. So um the 1 million was really something special. Man, uh, it was point. Oh, it was really something special. And I don't think people understand it now because a million-dollar race isn't that out of the ordinary. But when the Million came about, there were no other million-dollar races. It predates the, the Breeders' Cup. And there there was no million-dollar races. It was the million-dollar race. Um, and someone might be able to say, well, this they ran one at this place. but Yeah, the it, only thing I can think was, of was the million dollar raise. I mean the Arlington yeah. million was a big deal, but if you think about nineteen eighty two eighty three, uh a million dollars versus now, it, it it would have to be like the Arlington five million to keep right. That. It was uh the
1: Molson million up in Canada. Yeah, so it million. Million. <laughs> it's worth about seven hundred thousand <laughs> I was gonna say the exchange rate, but now it's different. But even the Molson
0: million was after the Arlington Yeah,
1: million. it was after. It was definitely yeah. after
0: but it, it was, it was a million dollar race. And it was just, uh, it would get these, these tremendous fields. And of course, you know, John Henry winning and, and, and just, you know, the, the race against the Bart, which you can watch that video and you watch it on YouTube. Um, you know, just, just YouTube, uh, or, or type in John Henry, the Bart and, and yes, the quality of video is not what we expect anymore. It's not that great, but that, that was an, uh, just an unbelievable race. And, i'm telling you i've watched that race for 35 years and i still doesn't doesn't look like john henry got up but um you know the dead heat um it just looks crazy but but it was it was it was like these these horses from all over the place and it, it just didn't happen that much before the breeders cup and the breeders cup really kind of kicked off um a new era of international horses coming over here. We've always had international horses come over to the U S but it would generally be one or two at a time. And, and it wouldn't be, um, like it is like you see now where in, uh, the juvenile races,
1: there's you know, half the field is
0: European. Um,
1: yeah. And then they're literally there's third stringer wins. So it, it's, it's just, uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, all along came over in uh, 1983. And uh, oh, that race, you know, she came over and she just dominated the, the fall. It, believe- was, it, was, it was like a six week period. She won the Arc de Triomphe, and then she came over. She won the um, the Rothmans, the Turf Classic at Belmont. And this was in pre Breeders' Cup. So these were like Breeders' Cup type races uh, and then finished out by, by winning the, the United Nations at, uh, at at Laurel, which at the time was also a huge race, the D.C. International. Um, and she wound up being horse of the year. She literally did that in, in, in like a, a, f- a five- or six-week period, four grade ones in, in, th- in three different countries. I and mean, that's something that will never, ever be matched. No, not the way things are now. No way. No, but... Yeah, the Arlington Million was it was really the first like dedicated million dollar you know super event and, um, and it was always a highlight on the calendar and uh, NBC covered it, Pete axtel you know the great late great Pete axtel, who was really a guy born before his time I mean, these days he would be going nuts with all the sports betting and, <laughs> and stuff but uh yeah, I think Harvey Pack even did those a couple of those early shows uh, in
1: the, uh, the Arlington Nine. one of the ones that that uh, stands out to me was Awad in 95. Yeah, someone brought that up on Twitter. Well, you know, yeah, was- I saw they, they had a little little um, feature on Fox of uh, David Donk and, and, and Awad. And I guess uh, his answering machine says this is the. A- the house that awad built <laughs>
0: yeah, awad was a good horse he, he was he was a solid it, horse in was... a time when it seemed every year there a good horse would come up uh, come you know Paradise Creek and um, it just was a lore of course
1: you got beat the next
0: star of Cozine. Man. Not Pennine Ridge. Why is there a stake, a grade two stake, named after Penine Ridge? Can someone at Naira please explain that to me?
1: I'm going to this write a like letter. Me. I'm going to write a letter.
0: This would be like naming an award in the NBA after Rajon Rondo. The Rajon Rondo Award for mediocrity. <laughs> I know it gets me crazy every year. I just don't get it. It just It baffles me. Penine Ridge should be like a, a, an allowance feature on a Thursday. Not a graded stake. It's like the 247th best turf horse ever in New York.
1: I thought it was lower than that. I'm, I'm being kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, they didn't use... Race of One of my favorite horses I, th- Those those three years 95, 96, 97 Really stand out in my mind Because A- Awad won In 95 and Eddie Maple rode him Then Mekki beat Awad The next year and Robbie Davis and then Marlon Won Marlon won He went
0: wire to wire didn't he Yes
1: Yeah I had I had a nice little bet on Marlin, Michael Tabor colors, and then the race wasn't running two for two years. Yeah. Kicking Chris, I hated that.
0: One. <laughs> Powers I, Court. I was never, I was never right on kicking Chris.
1: The Tin Man. That was one of my favorite ones too. Yeah.
0: He was good horse. It's kind of sad that uh, the bid finally came in, and supposedly the Bears are interested.
1: Yeah, I saw that. They said there was
0: ten valid bids. They didn't say who it was. I know that Roy Arnold's people put his bid in, but at this point, you'd have to think if the Bears are actually not just doing this as a bluff, um, that they would be the the headline um it just doesn't look like you know without some sort of miracle it just doesn't look like Arlington's going to be able to be uh to be salvaged and i mean honestly it's it's probably you know unless some guy walks in with a billion dollars and just uh, blows everybody away and they have no choice but to accept it but who would that be? You know, be, who would do it? Who, who would do it? No one, No one's going to do it because it still has to make money. I and mean, that's the thing is, you can't just buy a track for three three hundred fifty. Like you know, you want keep it track. right
1: just to throw it away. I mean, there are
0: some people that could do that. Bezos, that Bezos, right? He could do it. He could. You know, he could have like a spaceship launch center from uh, Larry Rivelli's barn. <laughs> or, I mean, uh, it, it's it sucks. It just sucks. And, and there's just the, uh, it just shows how, um, strange bedfellows in this sport. And the Churchill has gotten a tremendous amount of kudos, um, for their quick decision to, you know, kind of lay the, the lumber on Mr. Baffer. And let I me, mean, I mean, just mostly from outside the business, the people within the business, have been quiet about it and a lot of them are happy that it happened they just are still wary about speaking out um
1: That's so terrible
0: <laughs> but then you know till churchill does that and 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 uh, you know we gotta try to root for turf way to somehow like be better than it was and yet then they're gonna, you know they're gonna just they're gonna take a wrecking ball to arlington park which is just you know
1: just it's blasphemous it, it just makes you nuts such a great facility. Yeah,
0: and it's it's just uh And you know what I think more than anything is it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. Um and you could almost blame that the Illinois legislature too for ignoring um
1: the, fines. <laughs> the,
0: the for so long. Yep allowing uh the Rivers Casino to exist when when Arlington Park and the other, and Hawthorne and the racetracks, which have been there for, for a long, long time. Um, how those, you know, came to pass before the Arlington's and the Hawthorns and, and those facilities getting a chance. You know? In the end, it's... it's. it's I mean, Illinois is a screwed-up state. I mean, most state governments are screwed. Okay. I mean, let, let's face it, it's, yeah. the, they're all messed up. like I was talking to someone this morning about about the slots not the slots deal the uh, the sports betting deal in Florida and how how it's almost assuredly going to get struck down and it's it's like yeah uh, you know you're almost incredulous at, at how could they not realize this um, but they did realize it because in the compact between the Seminoles and the, and the and, and DeSantis, I mean, let's call it space This is DeSantis' baby. Um, he, you know, there's language saying if it gets struck down, this is what happens. So it's not as though they don't, uh, like, it just escaped them. They're, <sighs> just, they're just ignoring it. And I just, it, it's almost like there's got to be... Um, like there's must be something that we're missing that that the, right. that they know that that is going to happen, but you know, it's going to be changed, changed. because according to Tanya Wallach, and he we, we had a, a an hour show on this very topic that this um, the scheme that they've come up with allowing people off. of basically most everyone in the state of Florida, to bet on the reservation that because the server is located on the, the reservation, it, it's been tried before and it's been struck down. And I think the last case that was struck down, um, the person, the judge was uh, one of the Supreme Court justices. So it wasn't like some minor league, you know, low circuit court that we're talking about, we're talking about uh, a major player. So, uh, I mean, it actually, from a, a racing standpoint, probably it's probably a better outcome for, for horses. Right. This is probably the best thing that, happened, that Because it. you're going to have a whole lot less competition because it's at some point, the way it, it stands is that. If it gets struck down, then the wagers have to be made literally on the reservation, the Indian's land, the Seminole's land. And there's not that much of it. So like where the Hard Rack Casino is in Hollywood? Tampa. Tampa. And I'm not even sure that that, I don't know about that land. I don't even know. Uh, Anyway, there's a a, a Seminole casino in Coconut Creek. It's not. Uh, on reservation land and there's some clause that allows them to do that but that's not applicable in this case so it just makes you wonder i mean it's almost better for racing in that there's not going to be nearly as much competition because people have to to place a bet um how how people people, um um, like who live where you do up in, in in central florida or people in north florida how, how do they? How do they get involved? How can they make a wager? Gonna drive four hours. They're not gonna. You know, you're gonna drive six hours from Tallahassee to to to, you know, to make a bet. Nope. I, mean, I just. Uh, it's just it's just it's crazy, but that that's kind of where we're at, and state governments. Just today in New Jersey, they passed uh, a bill requiring the Meadowlands and and, uh, Freehold to, you know, the two harness tracks in the state to continue to have to have racing in order to keep their sports book uh, licenses, which of course, you know, for a racing standpoint is great. And I don't even, I mean, I hadn't even heard that something like that was coming up. Um, I don't know why Monmouth wouldn't be privy to the same thing other than uh, they were the original people that, that got the law passed and um, I don't know I, I'm not really sure why that would be but uh, but it just goes to show you like you know the decoupling in this in Florida was almost for decoupling in New Jersey, Jersey it's, uh, it's, 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 it's I think you know,
1: to keep the tracks, tracks coupled. So
0: it's kind of like a tale of uh, a tale of two
1: states. <laughs> yeah, I thought in, um, in California they had something like that where you could only bet on reservation land or something. I know um, I forget who I was talking to, but um, they said that they were just in the vicinity of of a casino on reservation land and they they made a few bets just because they were around that area not you know it right. was a specific you know i'm going to make this bet so i got to go over here it was uh, i was in the neighborhood and said why not and i think that's what would happen here if that if that was the case i mean you know Maybe if I were, you know, go down for the Pegasus or just take a trip to Gulfstream, I'd swing by, probably make a couple bets, but I wouldn't obviously go out of my way more than that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's kind of a an issue. California's, and we've been accused as you know, us anti-California people. Hey. Which is ludicrous. I mean, it's just silly.
1: I love LA. If you get a
0: bad haircut, I'm not going to say you got a good haircut. You got a bad haircut. <laughs> California has done things. They, they've committed a lot of bad haircuts out there. And, and it's not all their fault. It's not all racing's fault out there. You're, you're in a very difficult state to do business in. It's very difficult. Everything is difficult there. Everything.
1: There's yeah, if it's more difficult it. than New York, then that's saying something. It, 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 is. it and, is, and it so is, yeah. Had a situation where you have two
0: horsemen's organizations, and you have uh, the, the racing board out there, and people like to you know brag about the transparency, but come on, man, they, they, they've done so many egregious things. It's like it's like terrible, and, and and they're just they've made so many poor moves. That doesn't mean we don't like it. Listen, I'm a fan of the Knicks, okay? Whoa. All right? How many poor moves have they made in the last 25 years? Like, it's countless. It doesn't mean I'm any less of a fan of them. It's frustrating. But it's the reality of the situation. This idea that, you know, we're not supporting California racing. That's a bunch of crap. A bunch of crap don't make bad decisions and then blame everyone else for pointing them out you know what if we screw up something like yeah you know what you you want to say that we're not very technologically advanced here and in occasionally we have screw-ups on this show because <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're, you're you are 100 percent on the money yes you are you are not wrong at all
1: <laughs> but Wait till yeah. you see our videos. Just That's saying. a given.
0: You're right. The videos, we're, we're going video. But um, uh, Santa Anita, see, and, and Mr. Crunk had the numbers today. And it's a very difficult comparison in Santa Anita because not only did they have um, the COVID situation last year, uh, they had a situation in 2019 where they lost a bunch of days and they had the breakdown issue. Um, you know, so the constant battering of, of the sport on, on a daily basis on the news out there certainly probably affected um, handle somewhat as well. So what Crunk has put out today about the conclusion um, of the meet, which yesterday, was that handle was up 44% from 2020. Now, that's also including a uh, 176 more races. So um, the per race is up 8%, which is probably a a better. uh, Are you there? Yep. Okay. No, the the per race is up 8%. uh, The per interest is up 12%. Um, But when you look at that compared to 2019, which was a, a more complete race, um, handles up 6%. Um, if you look at it versus 2018, which was kind of the last meet ran out in Santa Anita that didn't have uh, you know, the national news all over it or didn't have a you know, COVID situation, um, handles down 19%.
1: That's the real number. And that's what people fail to do a lot of times is there's context. It's not just, you know, just like you look at the past performances. You just can't look at a buyer figure and say, hey, well, that's what it is. So it's kind of. And the percentages are.
0: When you look at the raw numbers, OK, 2017. The 2000, well, I mean, basically 2018 meet, because it starts, at, you know, it's the traditional day after Christmas start at Santa Anita. Uh, in 2018, the total handle for Santa Anita's race uh, meet was $846 million. This year, the, the total handle for the race was, uh, the race meet was $683 million versus $846 million. Um. You had nine hundred and seven races during that same exact time frame. Um, this year, you had seven hundred and three races. So you had you lost two hundred races. Two hundred races. There was seventy one hundred separate betting interests in the two thousand eighteen meet. This last meet there was five thousand.
1: Yikes!
0: That's ugly. And you field size, has dropped from 7.85 to 7.24 um, field size in the last four years, though last year, um, they ran, you know, even fewer races because of the, um, you know, the COVID shutdowns, the field size was still bigger than it was this year. And that's with turf sprints being added again, um, and Krunk is, his comment about that was, uh, Santa Anita's in very big trouble, in his opinion. He said, and this is a quote, you can see how the, the one-two combo of the breakdown, shutdown of 2019 and COVID last year sent the horses fleeing. Uh, when you give up races at this volume, you don't typically get them back, and you can see that in these numbers. And it's it's a a great point in that it's harder to get these horses to come back. Um, California racing is, is expensive. It's very expensive. And that, and that's something that I had uh, discussed with some of the departed Strana Group executives when they had left down here to go out there. Um, one of the issues was that down in South Florida, there's a abundance of cheap horses and you can train a horse um, for a lot less here than you can out there. Uh, workman's company insurance especially is just not as, as expensive. Um, it's, just, uh, it's just a lot easier. It's, it's, it's a lot, you know, you're able to, uh, you're not constricted by regulation business regulations, expenses that you are in California. It's just cheaper to run a business here. Uh, So without those, those cheap horses and cheap horses race. uh, I mean, racing is like a pyramid at the top. You have the grade one horses. And then as you go down the pyramid, the grade two and the grade three, well, there's a lot more grade three horses than our grade one horses. And then you get into the allowance horses. Then you get into the claiming horses. Then when you get to the bottom, the, you know, the, the really cheap horses, the maiden tens, and the, the, the six- well, well, Goldstein has a lot of those lot. type of horses. California? They don't. It's just too expensive. It, it just, you can't spend $45,000, $50,000 a year to train a horse that's going to run for 7500 make any um, sense. And that's, that's a problem. And it's tough, to, it's tough to get people to leave uh, the Churchill Downs of the world where you can really uh, do business much cheaper as a trainer because your, your feed expenses are less, your help expenses are less, your uh, hay expenses is, are, are less. I mean, and, and we're talking a lot less. And their purses are more. I mean, you look at Churchill and you see $100,000 maiden races you see Santa Anita has, has 61,000 main races. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. That's huge. It's a big difference. And, you know, Oaklawn expanding their meat, that, that's not, that's not going to help because if you're a trainer and you're in, in Southern California and you have a, a significant size barn, a John Sadler type of barn, Phil D'Amato, uh, Doug O'Neill, it behooves you to take your horses and have divisions other places because you're not going to be able to get them all raced. And a place like Oakland Park is always kind of uh, attractive because of uh, they have dirt races, and that's all they have is dirt races. So they have to make dirt races go. So if you have a horse that's eligible for a condition outside of a you know maiden race or an air than sprinting. In a lot of jurisdictions, it's, it's not that easy to get those races to go. Oakland Park, they go. That's all they got. So, they're just more competition. And uh, as the Northern California circuit has really declined to the point where um, there just isn't that many competitive horses there uh, for the Southern California market. They're you know, just, just not you don't see a lot of crossover. Number one, it's a long ways away. I mean, it's, it's not like it's, uh, you know, Mammoth and, and Belma, you know, where it's bad, but if you leave at four o'clock in the morning, you can get there and, 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 and I, you know, it's a long ways, but it's certainly a long ways to go get your, 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 your ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not cheap. Not cheap, but uh, I don't know how they're going to make it in California. I don't know, I, and I don't say that as someone who who was rooting against them in any way, shape, or form. I understand right.
1: the importance it of add up. It, it doesn't add up. That's that's the thing. You know, you do all the math. You say, "Hey, well, this doesn't fit. How is this going to keep going?"
0: I know it's it's. I mean, they're literally bribing horses to go out there, which has worked for Delmar, and Santa Anita is trying to, to piggyback on that. But I think that there's forces beyond their control. The Oakland, Churchill, Naira Persis, especially, make it difficult for. Uh, for trainers not to split up, and, and you've seen Peter Miller in New York, you've seen Sadler and and uh, and, and, and Phil D'Amato ship horses to uh, uh, Churchill, and I wouldn't be surprised to see more. But I, I just don't know how you solve that problem of making it expensive, and they put in a lot of measures, uh, a lot of the safety measures have also, you know, this is something you won't see very admitted publicly, but they've made it more difficult to race horses. Um, Understandably, we have to be cognizant of the safety issues and we have to do what we can to to keep horses that shouldn't be on the track from being on the track. But sometimes when you you stack up a bunch of regulations, the difficulty in in getting some horses... All past, even if it's a nebulous area. I mean, it's not like you go, you know, like like when you bring your car in and they they say, oh, we're going to put it on the computer and they hook it up and uh, to the thing and it spits out all the problems that the car has. Like, Like, there is no... You don't just hook the horses horse up to the, to the computer. computer that it's difficult. It's difficult to find issues a lot of times. So, so that, that's, it's just a, a, it's a it's just an economic issue as much as anything. because California has beautiful tracks and I mean, it, it's a great place. There's a huge population. It's got a tremendous history. Um. And it's it's just uh, it's just difficult to to imagine that uh, they're going to be able to. I mean, at this point, I think you're just at at a hold the line kind of place. But the the the, you know try to keep that cut from getting deeper. I mean, just try to patch it,
1: keep it going. Yeah, it's it's such a bad situation and and I, I, I feel like it's not talked about enough. And I know we kinda talk about it quite a bit. Um Which is why everybody says that well not everybody. A few people are the California <laughs> people. No, we're we're definitely not that. I mean um but it's it's just kinda hard to to overlook the obvious of what we see, you know. And I'm not, you know, and I'm coming at it from a different angle than you are. And I still we still kind of come to the consensus on the same thing that they're in trouble. Um this is and, Mr.
0: California, Rodney Brown, he'll tell you the same thing.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. California.
0: He, he is Mr. California. If he's not California dude, he's not out stalking Bigfoot on those trails he goes on. <laughs>
1: Seeing snakes you and know, coyotes,
0: you know the guy grew up in Saratoga. You went to Smith University, so I think that contributed to his his now sudden fondness for the the woods for nature. But, uh, yeah, but, with, um, with nature, you know, he he he's telling me all the time, you know, stuff that's going on out, out there, and it's like you know, just kind of shake your head stuff and, and listen. Uh, Horse racing is, is no different than a lot of other sports. The difference is that um, it's a participatory sport. If you go to Walmart, right, or you go to whatever store you need, uh, say you need to buy paint. You're going to go to whatever store has got the cheapest paint that's, you know, of, of decent quality that it's acceptable to you, right? You don't care how, how they come up with their price. The price is what the price is. You know, and and um, if you have to order it online or if you have to go to Sherman Williams or wh- wherever you go, eh, you know, you buy the paint and that's it. You don't care about the rest in this business. You're 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 invested in it, whether you're an owner, whether you're a, a racing participant or whether you're a, a customer. Um, it but it does matter. It does matter. You know the the process matters more than you know just buying retail products. And we've done. I mean, listen. We don't need to talk about this again. But but we, as a business, have done a terrible job of educating people. We've done a terrible job of of, of coming up with um, pricing that's competitive, especially in a, in a market that's going to be hypersensitive to price as the sports betting spreads. Um, It's just, uh, it's just because, because how do I put this? The people at the top of the food chain in this sport for the most part, don't really have any idea what the hell's going on. They really don't. And they don't really understand their customers. They don't really understand the backside, and they don't really want to be. And when the casino door opened, it really allows them to not have to really pay that much attention to the racing part. And it sucks for us. It sucks for the people who love the game. It sucks for the people involved in it. That the Arlington Parks of the world are going to close. That the Hollywood Parks of the world are closed. That we have no racing, live racing in, in New England. I mean, these things suck. Um, you know, Chicago going to be down to one track. Chicago had a bunch of race tracks, hmm. but no. the fact of the matter is that, that and, and I think we've had this same discussion. The people they don't love this sport. There's a lot of people in this business. There's a lot of you know. And this is across all facets of this business. They don't love the sport. They love making money off of it. They don't love the sport. They don't love the sport. They love themselves. They love to be praised. They love to um, get awards. But in the end, they damage the sport. They damage the game. And they look the other way or they want us to look the other way because they don't really love it. And that's the one thing that I think so many people that love this sport don't get and never will get, that they don't understand why everyone else doesn't love it too. And I'm not talking about the outside people. I'm not talking about um, the people that criticize the business from the outside talking about the people in it and that's something that is very difficult it was difficult for me to understand until maybe a few years ago
1: and I just finally realized like they're bullshitting us right and that that's the part that annoys me the most it's like they're avoiding the, the uncomfortable conversation that we end up talking about these kind of things and sugarcoating the numbers and, you know, giving us the smoke and mirrors where, you know, like you said, the people, the hardcore people, the people that are in the business can clearly see. It's one of those things like the, like the elf in the room where everybody knows it, but nobody talks about it. Well, some and of the that's things why that brings it, up. It frustrates me to see you know, like, like, you know, we can see what's going on in Santa Anita and California racing in general. But yet it seems like, and, and, you know, obviously I'm not everywhere all the time, but uh, it seems like we're the only ones that talk about it openly. <clears throat> well, I, I, listen, I don't want to like. And, that's, you know, that's not, uh, you know, trying to pat ourselves on the back or anything. It's just the reality of the situation. It's why, it's why, you know, I think that,
0: um, you know, we talk about crunk and if you're not on Twitter, old crunk is a, he's a guy, he's a better, he's a, a, a guy that, that, that knows, that's a smart analytical person that keeps track of the numbers. I don't even know why he does it. But, you know, when he talks about themes, and I'm not saying that he's 100% right all the time, he would admit that, of course, that you know, nobody's 100% right all the time, but when you're actually analyzing the actual numbers and you're looking at it from a a point of view of a person that's not drawing a paycheck from the racetrack that you're talking about or the jurisdiction you're talking about, and, and we have so little of that analyzation in this sport because most of the media these days is attached to an ADW, or it's attached to a group, an organization, um, or it's compromised some way by advertising. Um, You know, most of our media outlets in this sport um, are generating revenue for advertising, but it's almost entirely from the industry coca-cola is not uh sponsoring any any of our podcasts you know or any of the radio shows or uh you know, any of the websites we're not, we're not getting uh, uh you know td ameritrade we're not getting budweiser we're not getting ford dollars all the
2: marketing
0: dollars that, uh, that pay the bills at a lot of these these places come from within the industry. So to expect uh, it's, it's why people constantly cry about TVG not covering
1: the issues because they're owned
0: by an ADW they want you to bet
1: yeah that's one thing I never understood <laughs> They want you to bet like they're, they're not they're not NBC News.
0: And, right. I mean, and I mean, look, we have to look at the mainstream media outlets, are so that everything that uh, from one. I'll product, the other side, I'll everything think. is looked at through a, a different prism. But in racing, it's, it's more of a hey, we get a lot of advertising dollars from this group. So when things happen at this group's, you know. On their watch, or at their facility, or involving them, people they tread lightly because they don't want to lose those advertising dollars, and and I understand that, but it, it's why we're you know I mean we're able to, to speak a little more freely because we're as uh, Ernie Johnson says we're unsullied by uh, you know by, by by advertisers. I mean we have uh, Pleasant Acres. BRL, but those—I um, mean, these are like-minded people that that don't mind us talking about the issues. Um, In regards, but you know,
1: TVG is is not news organization, right? <laughs> and I, I, I don't understand that. Like, I know they used to take a lot of criticism. People used to get really mad. They still do. Um, about TVG not, you know uh asking the tough questions or you know kind of going after hard hitting interviews and that's not their bag that's not their thing it never was it's to get people to bet like you said it's an adw i mean that's that's the the primary reason why they put out tickets every day the you know um it's 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 it's, it's only makes sense but people I guess that, that makes them good at their job if people really think that they're a news organization.
0: I, I just, listen, I wish that they, they were, would expand in that area too. I mean, they have uh,
1: the production
0: ability. They have the talent. They have um, you know, the ability to do that, and, and they choose not to, and that's their business. I completely understand it. I, I mean, I personally, we've talked about uh, the tickets. I think the tickets are mostly ludicrous. You know, you're giving I, the people. They no, the they're job. ludicrous too. You're, you're buying a. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to make a ticket, but it can't be more than forty-two dollars. I mean, all right, whatever. I mean, what's what's the point? But again, they're not trying to educate people. But that that's a point that many of the of, of the discussions we have on with the, in Twitter with guys that that are are that get it say that hey, if you would educate your betters better, they will be better betters they will be more likely to stick around and not likely to just get burned out and, and run. And and
1: that's, that's a, but yeah. that's, that's one of the things that I've always said is that, you know, um, I wish they would do a little bit more um, in depth, you know, like graphic type stuff, explanations of certain kinds of bets, betting philosophy, that sort of thing. That's one thing that I, I is lacking. They, you know, a lot of the on-air talent understands a lot of the concepts and things like that, um, but they talk about it. It's not so much visual, and I think you know nowadays the the visual is key because people have short attention spans. They like to see things, and it would make sense if they did something like that. And that's that's some free. Marketing slash business growth advice for TVG? Honestly, I I think that that would probably be better suited
0: to a service. Yes. I mean, we've talked about, you know, internally about having um, kind of a, a, a show to counter their shows. Like to me, the traditional simulcast show is. And it's old head, and I, you need to freshen think it, up. it really. Yeah, I don't think it really is bringing much to the table anymore. Um, and there's, of course, some track, um, you know, financial restraints, uh, technical abilities. I, we know this isn't the NFL, we get that, but I think that if you really put, um, And, and again, you know, one of the issues with, with trying to do something like that would be the rights to the races. That they would try to shut you down, even though you're promoting their product for free,
1: you know, which which is just
0: baffling. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we see it, we see it in, 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 in pro sports a little bit, too, with these stupid blackout rules. Um, oh, man, that's the worst. You know, it, it just is like, guys. You got to get rid of the blackout rules. This isn't, you know, you're selling streaming, okay? Like, I got the NBA package, right? On the streaming package. I, I, I'm I, not allowed to watch the heat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like. <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. It, it's, it's literally the, bro- the same it's still- channel. It's literally the same broadcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, but the advertising! Oh, the advertising! It, it's just—it's just silly. And and racing
1: is is no different. And, um well, look at look at how things are right now in the present state. You can't watch <laughs> Nairo and Churchill on TVG. No, it's,
0: you
1: yeah. have to switch to another channel. Sometimes you have to switch from one network to another, or watch your phone or computer. I mean, I, you know, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like why, you know, in an industry that's in the state that it's in, they got to get rid of the infighting. No, this, I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, I, I don't think it would because there's money, money involved. But no, I always said, you know, instead of showing races on TVG2, they should have like a handicapper show sort of deal. I think it would work. I really do. I just, you know, and you could I, you can together.
0: I just have I just struggle with, you know, uh, you know, we're not clearly
1: technologically advanced, but you know, with no, we have ideas
0: with proper funding and the proper people, and that's the thing is it's got to be the proper people and it's got to be an informational based show. Um, yes, it's it's all about opinion in the in the end. Uh, But it's more about your opinion of the information that you're given as well. And I think that like the show that the, what's racing post had on, you know, for the race, for the, uh, Ascot meet where you have five or six different guys and they have some, some video and you have some, uh, some, uh, yeah, there was one guy, you know, all he was doing was looking at the markets, the pools, and and he would report every you know, every few minutes. Yeah, that know, was fantastic. You know, they 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 would do the the kind of a report on um uh the in running um you know, the in running odds. Because, you know, especially those long races, they they have you can bet while the race is being run. So I think something like that would really work here. I, I think that there's a lot of information that's not to acquire, acquire. put it that way, without giving away all our secrets, <laughs> um, that's not getting really disseminated and, or even collected. Um, and I think there's a lot of post-race stuff that doesn't get done, that, that should be getting done. In this country, the way it's done and I, I mean all you gotta do is turn on tomorrow pick any simulcast track that's being simulcast and, and it's going to be a cookie cutter way of doing it. They're going to have someone come on, they're going to give their picks, they're going to give the changes, they're going to do this then they're going to go to the race and and then they're going to run the race and then they're going to show the people in the winner's circle and uh, blah 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 and then they're going to you know put the the, the graphics up and then they're gonna go to the replay and then they're gonna move on to the next race. Yep. But like clockwork. <laughs> you should spend like like we don't need like if you want ADW okay you don't need the, the prices to be put up on the on the television set for five minutes. You just look at look at your ADW where you just made your bet. Right. You got all the same information. You don't need you don't need to look at that for five minutes. Same thing with the replay. Um, I think we would be much better off if someone, people, or a group of people, or, or whoever, were to analyze what we just saw. They kind we, of do that in Hong Kong. We do that in every sport. Every sport does that. We have a play. They show a replay. The, 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 the Tony Romo's of the world, you know, say, "Hey, this is why this play blew up. This is why this play worked." And they show a guy, on the, you know, off the screen was blocking a guy that you didn't probably pick up unless you were a football coach kind of guy, you know. That makes sense. And it just goes back to the educational part of it, and it, it, it's an explanation. Like for us, it seems like, "All right, this is our opinion. This is our ticket. Here's the race. Bang, the race is over. Move on to the next race." Nobody says, "Hey." This is why this happened, or this is what I think happened. Even to get someone to to interview, and and, and not interview this bullshit interview. Oh, how does it feel to win the race? uh, No one cares. No one cares. I want to know (laughs) the the, the guy who just rode the horse who was three to five. That's what I want to be talking to. That's well, the information we need. Not not, not the guy in the winner's circle and you know everybody's all happy. Oh yeah, we won. Oh geez,
1: I don't know where you're gonna run next. I don't know. We're gonna race it. Now. We're gonna give him some time and we're gonna talk to these Mr. Jackson and blah 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 blah. Well, my thing with with that being said, my the problem I would see with that is I don't know that the analysts that are out there could do such a thing. No, they
0: can't. That's the right. thing. That, that's that, it, it, you know, I'm not... I think it should be a separate. You can't fix what's going on on TV right now. You're, you're, no one. No track is going to commit the, the financial resources to it. They just won't. And the people that are in charge of doing it, they're not going to do a whole lot of extra work. They're not going to double their workload for the same money. And I don't blame them. And believe me, those people aren't getting, uh, the, nobody's, Nobody's becoming a, a, a billionaire working for the track on air so I, I think it's streaming service works a lot better I think online works a lot better
1: because well that's where the the, the whole progression of technology is going anyway so exactly. It's, exactly exactly it's a it's probably a good thing and the
0: racetracks, uh, listen if you if you' you're you're on a racetrack feed you have your promotions to promote you have your your ads to do and and all your other stuff. And that's, that's fine. If, if the, the race, the main feed shouldn't have the interview and this and that, that's fine. But there's a lot of people that don't really care about that. And they're not just betting one track. They're moving on to the next race or they want to know what the hell. And then you can move on to the next race because there's got at each track. There's 30 minutes between races. (laughs) it's a lot of just a lot of time
1: it was like an hour on big days (laughs) yeah so there's there's
0: plenty of time to to break these things down and and to try to explain what what happened or try to get explanations I, i was on the show uh hrn with bobby newman And And we were watching, watching, uh, we were covering the aqueduct aqueduct races. (laughs) And I chose a horse in one of the races, and the horse was a stalker. He would generally be, you know, lay anywhere from third, fourth, fifth, three, four, five lengths off the pace. Horse broke fine and just got further and further and further and further behind. Was 20 lengths behind the last horse. And I remember, the horse didn't stumble at the gate. Horse broke fine. Um, it made a little bit of a run at the end, but I think the horse went off like seven to two. And I said, "Bet that the- horse." You want an explanation after the race? Like, what was that? Like, why? You know, like why? How, how did that happen? And and and. We don't do that at all, and there's no explanation the next day. There's no coverage like there used to be. I remember when I was a kid in New York, you had two or three guys work for Newsday, two or three guys work for the Daily News, two or three guys work for the Post. Um, you know, you had a uh, racing form guys. You had um, uh, just just so much more coverage, and something like that. You know. Might get found out, might be in the paper the next day. Hey, you know, this sort so of seven to two choice, uh, you know, uh, the bit broke or the saddle slipped or something, but we get no explanations now, and, and I think that's a huge mistake because the, the, um, it exists. The information, uh, the, the, the ability to, to disseminate information exists and not doing it to me is just, uh, I think someone will do it at some point, but I think, that, um, I think it's a no brainer. And I think once it, you did it and, and, and showed um, there's a different way of doing this. I think that uh,
1: people would be like, why didn't we do this before? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, wow, this really works.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if anyone out there has got some uh, technological abilities and um, we can get some funding, we could do a show. Oh, absolutely. Easily. You get got you know, you you get sharp people too, and that's the thing is that, no offense to any person that's on any simulcast show or TV, whatever, but there's some really really sharp people that may not. Um,
1: what's the word? Uh, they got their radio faces on.
0: Yeah, they they might be like, <laughs> just kind of, you know. <laughs> they're really sharp, and, and they can bring something to the table. You know, Doug Salvador, I'm talking about you. Oh. You know, but there's... I
2: just... The, a
0: little better. A
1: little yeah, better. Little well, better. I mean... I just not, think there should be
0: another option. I guess right. I guess that's the best way. Well, they,
1: what, what do they have to lose? To be honest with you, what do they have to lose? Face. By my... trying something different. Nothing, you know? but, but that, it's so difficult because, you know, the one thing they'll say was, well... Well, I we didn't used that, to do it that way.
0: How is it going to, you know, how are we going to, how are we going how, how to, how much business are we really going to get from this? Uh, the...
1: Find out. As they say, <laughs> F around and find out.
0: It's the truth. I mean, <laughs> it's we should be scientific. Be trying, me- we should be trying to make things better
1: all the time, even when things are good. We can still make them better. So, right, I, I, and it's so crazy because you know, like you were talking about um, watching broadcasts on YouTube. Honestly, they haven't changed very much <laughs> in the in the style and, and everything from you mm-hmm. know. Let's even start 1990 to the present. Right. They really haven't changed. I mean, you you could watch. They they, they have them on there. Like the Breeders' Cup broadcast, they're pretty much the same as they were in 1990 as they are in 2021. Pretty much. As a matter of fact, back then, they probably were a little more entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, because I was taping them on, on a VHS tape. That's why. Now I got DVR. See? Oh. But funny enough, I do that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I would think I'm in the minority, but I might not be as far as that goes. Because uh, basically what I do is I'll play the races on a big day and then tape the NBC broadcast or the, you know, the, um, the network TV broadcast and then watch it the next day. I hate the way they, the show races when they keep switching the cameras. Oh man, that's the most annoying thing in the world. I wish they would cut that out. Yeah, that's it's that's, so, that's it's, the worst. It's so
0: annoying. Uh, I guess you know if you taped it and you already knew who won, it'd be a little bit different. You maybe get a different view of something, but yeah,
1: but watching it live, it's oh, especially as a when they
0: life. go to like the 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 drone like. Anything that's going, I can't
1: tell who's more like. Oh, just no, finish. the worst for me is the far turn shot head on. Yeah, right. You can't tell who's making a move, or it's like no. hard to figure out what's going on. Right, and then you know they'll pan to the regular pan shot, like after they've they've come out of the turn, and it's like that's the part I want to see. <laughs> it's what they're doing on the turn.
0: I mean, these races are are, are like a minute and a half long, you know, like, man, people can watch, people can, people's uh
1: attention span, they they can last two minutes. Yeah, they'll be all right looking at a race like a normal horse player, right? They, they, they just want, who knows. And they... then, you know, like you said, with the follow-up, you know, after the race, show all those angles, show the pretty horses and the colors and, you know, I like that. I think one of the
0: best things I've seen on TV and horse racing coverage in a long time was last year, after the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies race, and Viquis came up the inside, and this was oh they had jockey cam. A jockey cam. It was one of the rare occasions where jockey cam actually provided some sort of, um, you know, I mean, to me, a lot of times jockey cam is just jockey cam. I mean, it doesn't. It's just a horse. Like once you've seen it a couple times and the it's not really showing much. But if, if you have a jockey that's making a move like that up that rail and you can kind of see just how tight that that spot was to get through there, and, and that really kind of showed it and that, that was a great use of, of that technology. Yeah, um, you can you can see
1: how ballsy that move was to come yeah, up the ramp. right. how uh, One of my favorite things, though, um, is the Mohawk, Woodbine, Mobine thing where they mic up the drivers. Yeah,
0: that's great. Love
1: that. That's, like, one of my favorite things.
0: There is a great one from Hervé. I think it
1: was
0: Oh, it was Hervé. Yeah, like 19... I want to say, like, 1988. It's on YouTube. And... uh, it, it's 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 the same I think you thing you showed they, me i think they you it they them up. up and
1: yeah uh, it, and that was when they were using the the light bulbs <laughs> to change the change the numbers yeah. for the reverse image yeah oh <laughs> that
0: was one of my jobs i was the like i was the, the number changer
1: you're the like well guy
0: yeah that was me
1: um the worst is when
0: you put up a scratched horse. <laughs> oh man, people get pissed, and, and you hear the crowd. Because <laughs> you're up high, you know. We were up on like the fifth floor, and, uh, and I put the scratch horse every once in a while by mistake, and, and you're, you're, you'd hear the grumbling. Oh, <laughs> what guy doing? There's no seven.
1: Hey, horse plays to keep you honest every time, man.
0: Sure.
1: For sure. Well, that was the it's kind of a slow week. And, yeah, you know, but this, no, week, this week, week looks. really Weekend's good. gonna be packed with stakes and well, was this? It's a night. It's a night program, correct? I believe Churchill is yeah. That's good. I like those night programs, to be honest. I I know they catch a lot of heat, but I like night racing personally because, you know, way back when, you know, um, I used to only bet night racing. Right. So seeing Churchill or a major circuit running at night, I like, I used to love Friday nights, Hollywood was my pleasure. Used to love that. Love, love, love.
0: I reserve my Friday nights for losing at the metal ends.
1: Yeah. I'm 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 on that boat. I usually key in on a couple horses and let it fly and if I I get lucky I I hit a lot. You know, because I usually have pick threes in and out. If it's in the pick four I'll have that too. So it's kind of a feast or famine type situation. That it is. But somebody must be listening to you your house must be bugged or something because when you like a horse, it goes down to like oh, three God. to five every time. How can I keep landing on these horses? You need to get
0: you need a sweep that are like nine sweep the crib for five some. to one, eight to one. And I look up
1: five, like whoo. Man, it's like
0: crazy.
1: And and they win. Oh, I mean, it could be worse. They could be It's not three to losing. It's they they're, they win, but it's like, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like the horses
0: 6 to 1. I, I like them 3 to 1. I don't like them at 3 to 5, but they win anyways. So yeah, either, for, either, for listening to it's just been difficult. It's like the Finger Lakes, man. Like, oh, my dad bets the Finger Lakes. I don't know why he likes the Finger
1: Lakes. Finger Lakes. And it's just like chalk city. I mean, it's just complete. <laughs> yeah, you get a. You'd be lucky to get a horse that pays eight bucks. <laughs> Man,
0: <laughs> it, it just is. It's it's, it's 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 unsustainable. It's just unsustainable. It's it's sad to me because. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see how they can handle as little as they do and uh and they have some purse money left over from last year because they didn't run very much. But Yeah, but they
1: got casino money, don't they?
0: I don't know. I'm and pretty they, sure they get you know they got some, but I, I don't like I, I don't know how well that casino really does.
1: It's gotta do pretty good. I know, they put another casino like right in between it and Rochester. It, it, right, and Buffalo Raceway has one, don't they? Yeah, they all have them,
0: but... I mean, look at Saratoga. Saratoga Harness has one and their purses. Aren't that great? I mean, they're not terrible, but... They're not great. True. So... But... Life is life, my man. Life is life. Uh, trust so, me. Saratoga's not far away. Tomar's not far away. Um... We are going to get those videos started. Yep. This week.
1: Yes, sir. And uh, my Twitter should be back up and running. Uh, yeah. The... I thought it was. You know, I misjudged the the ten business days. Oh, business days. Yeah. Because How Twitter have business days, man. It's a twenty four seven kind of thing. But it's 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 a legal thing, so they give them business days. So, I sent him an email today. I'll probably get a response tomorrow. And I'm hoping to have it on by Wednesday.
0: So, for all your fans, you'll be back soon.
1: Oh, yeah. And I got a lot of content to fill up the feed. Please try not to have content. It's going to get you suspended again. Oh, it's always that. <laughs> That's not changing. <laughs> That's not gonna change. They get me once a year. I can handle it. little Twitter hiatus never hurt anybody your 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 final two n b a teams. I want to say it's going to be Atlanta versus the Clippers. That's funny because I think it's I think it's a lot to be Milwaukee versus Phoenix. <laughs> I think, the, I, think I just think, you know, you know what, honestly, I can see the, the Suns winning for sure. No problem. They're
0: already, they're already
1: yeah, one. but I still think the Clippers have a little fight in them. Um, but Atlanta just seems to be hitting on all cylinders offensively that I'm not sure Milwaukee can stop them, even though they've been playing good defense.
0: I think it's very good
1: defense, actually. I think that Atlanta is going to have a really hard time stopping Milwaukee. I don't know, man. Atlanta Trey, doesn't have Trey Young is is just on another level right now.
0: I I just think that there Atlanta is a bad matchup for Milwaukee. Number one, they have no one to really guard Giannis. They just don't.
1: Nah, John Collins can. John I,
0: Collins will get.
1: <laughs> Kevin Herter though.
0: Did. Herter. Herter will run (laughs) off the court if he has their guard. He will literally run off the court. And who guards Middleton?
1: Mm. Yeah, but who who, who guards Gallinari?
0: You know who's going to guard Gallinari?
1: Brook Lopez, so he get crossed up?
0: No. uh, The Greek Freak will guard Gallinari.
1: Yeah, but then you know, uh, well, not, I don't, I don't think the, Drew has the chops anymore. That to that, that, that that's a bad matchup
0: for Gallinari. I don't think is going to cover Young.
1: I don't think he can do it. It's going to be a good game, I Put guess, it this way,
0: I think he can do it as good as anybody on the Sixers, not named Ben Simmons.
1: True, 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 true. He can.
0: I, I know he can probably do it better than anyone in the Knicks had. So yes,
1: that is true. I don't know. You don't, I think they're even.
0: I have think to they're keep from, even. You just have to keep them from erupting.
1: <laughs> it's hard to do.
0: Yeah. I, I just think Milwaukee's a better team. I mean, the Sixers, uh, to me, the Sixers, and everybody's kind of getting the on the They should have won. And, and he does some, some strange things sometimes. But I think the Sixers overachieved. I mean, you look at that. Who's good on the Sixers?
1: <laughs> I mean, who's bro? good? You have NB, right? Who's good. Nasty. Great,
0: great player. Um, Seth Curry's good shooting.
1: He's okay.
0: Um, uh, what's his name? Ben Simmons is great defensively. Sometimes. Like Harris? There was a game.
1: Oh, you didn't on- even know he was out here. Harris
0: scored four points. He makes, yeah. you know, everyone complains about Ben Simmons' contract. Harris makes $33 million. He makes more. He's a yeah, he was lost. He, 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 you he's, wouldn't he's, even know he played. He's like a seventeen-seven guy. You know, he's a good player, but he's not like—he's not like at that
1: level. He's—he's he's he's the a, same guy that he was when he was in Orlando. He's an above-average NBA. Right, player. that's what he is. Yep. On
0: that team, um, no nobody. Nobody. That's, it, it, I think they overachieved. I really do. I think I think that they did better than people, people had this expectation for them. Uh, but they don't, don't really even. have a point guard. I mean, I know the Simmons is kind of the quote unquote no, point guard, but they don't have a playmaker. Who's their playmaker? They don't have. They don't they have do. one. All right. So, like coming off the bench, I mean, Shake Milton is, is hot or cold. Um, you know what's the kid the kid Max he had one good game um, and, and he looks like he's gonna kind of develop into a, a a score but he's he's 19 um you know George Hill is he was okay but I mean it's a, this is a 35 year old George Hill not a 25 year old George Hill so like I don't see why people thought Philadelphia was so good
1: like I always thought Philly. And the they Miami. had the best player. Listen, they Same had the best team.
0: player in the series, right? They haven't, yeah. and Embiid yeah. played tremendous. And you know, the guy is—he had that one second half of the one game where he just was non-existent. Exactly. Looked, looked like right. he was like like his leg was dead or something. But uh, I mean, he, he's he's really good, and he's nasty. But but they're just that team is is just you know, and I guess that Simmons is taking all the heat. But Tobias Harris makes thirty five million dollars and he is impossible to move.
1: So, yeah, nobody wants him. <laughs> I don't
0: I, I don't see you know they're all Magic
1: might take him back, but think, other than that. I think
0: uh, you know, there's all this talk about trading uh Simmons. I don't think
1: they'll trade I don't hey, think they'll trade him. You get I Simmons get Simmons to Orlando and we're rocking for a minute. Problem is Orlando doesn't have any players that the other team wants. No, they don't have anybody. They got rid of everybody.
0: Yeah,
1: Aaron Gordon's out of town. Evan Fournier gone. Yeah, it was a it
0: was a, a fire sale. Dale. They're trying to they're trying to trust the process. That's I think Walker's a bad matchup for, for I, I
1: I don't, I think I don't know. I think that works both ways because uh, you yeah. know the way I see it is is offensively Atlanta's gonna. Hard
0: to stop. Not- I, I don't think. I don't think that's true. I think Atlanta will be stopped by Milwaukee. I think that with Bog, Bogdanovich being injured,
1: it's a completely yeah, that's different a, story.
0: That's a, but Herder, Atlanta, uh, the Milwaukee doesn't have a weak link like the net, uh, like um, Philly does, where Herder just worked Curry. I mean, just <laughs> worked. Him. He just gave him business he every did. time he touched the ball. He, he, he literally looked like freaking uh, uh, Michael Jordan against him. He, he just turned him into like a, a first team All NBA player. But Milwaukee doesn't have a, a, a weak link like that. They don't. And I think that they're. Um,
2: without Bogdanovich,
0: I think that, that, he that he spreads the. the... That um, you, know, guys you, guys you can't, can't leave them. to double. Because he plates. He's limited.